to the Shoe Money Podcast, Joseph White alongside Mr. Ryan Paulson, week 13, week 13, and we're still out here, as we'll always be out here, why Ryan? Ryan never stops, Joe, daddy still needs a new pair of shoes, <laughs> always. Uh, always, 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 uh, got a weird kind of narrow slate this week, uh, not exactly sure what to make of it, but we will obviously do our best. Uh, we'll do what we always do, position by position, tie a bow on, and at the end, I'll throw in a teaser, which hit last week. I mean, we're, we're deep underwater, but but we're a little less underwater than we were last week. Uh, a couple of spread picks as well. Uh, just, you know, hey, throw it all together. It's Christmas season. Everybody needs a little extra cash. Hopefully, we can pull some out for you. So I think I told you, I'm re-watching The, the Simpsons for the first time in a while. You did not tell and- me that. There's a uh, there's a great episode where Rodney Dangerfield makes an appearance, and he's operating a souvenir shop in the middle of nowhere. And in the episode, a train breaks down right in front of his souvenir shop. So he jumps up with all of his trinkets in his hand, and he runs up to the train, and he says, "Hey, Daddy needs a new pair of everything." <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel. I'm having a good year, but I need I still need a new pair of everything. We could always use a new pair of everything. And that's, that's how we approach things. And with that attitude and that determination, let us start at quarterback, uh, where some big names are off the board. And uh, at least for my money, you've got to get to uh, a pretty comfortable price range before there's anybody I, I, I want to play, um, given their situation. I mean, you know, Russell Wilson, you can always play him. Kyler Murray, you can always play him. Deshaun Watson, you can always play him. Uh, but those aren't three quarterbacks I'm really, you know, thrilled about playing. Um, you know, Russell, given his price, Kyler, given his matchup, Deshaun, given the fact that Will Fuller is out for the year with uh, with, with his suspension. So I'm going to let you talk about any of those three if, if you have a mind to, uh, because Herbert's the first guy on my list. Uh, I'm pretty much in the same boat as you. I think if I were going to play Russell Wilson this week, it would be in a tournament and it would have some giants coming back because I could see this being a Chris Carson game, assuming that he's fully healthy. And, you know, Pete Carroll is coming out uh, a few times the last couple of weeks talking about wanting more carries for the run game. So that's concerning. Obviously DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett going to get theirs no matter what. So I think you can pair them up, bring some giants back, but not in love with it because Colt McCoy's on the other side this week, yeah. most likely. Right. Kyler's been hurt. He hasn't been running as much, and we definitely don't like the matchup with the passing game of the Rams. So I'm with you there. I have him in season long. I feel pretty good about that. I'm okay with. It. I'm okay there. Mm-hmm. Deshaun got a price hike. No Will Fuller. He's thrown to Randall Cobb and Brandon Cooks and Jordan Akins, and Indy's also got a relatively good pass defense too. Justin Herbert, though. There we go. Has really gone below 20 fantasy points all season. Yep. He feels good about that. He is north of 20 points in 9 of 10 games. The only game he was under 20 points, he put up 19.7 against Carolina. Uh, New England, sneaky bad against the pass. I guess, I guess. I mean, you say sneaky bad just because it's New England, but 22nd uh, against fantasy quarterbacks. He slings it. He's going to be slinging it. I really like Herbert in this game. Um, and I also like the guy underneath him, Aaron Rodgers, who feels... Far too cheap for some reason at $6,800. Talking about a guy who was $7,900 three weeks ago and since then has put up 27 and 26 
and is $1,100 cheaper against Philadelphia. I mean, I'll, I'll take that. That's a great price there. He's been over 25 points in his last four games. Yeah, and the run game hasn't looked very good. Aaron Jones, not that sharp the last few weeks, mixing in Jamal Williams a lot. Meanwhile, Rodgers eating, Devontae Adams eating. We saw Philadelphia just get crushed by Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf. And I think you just buy low on Aaron Rodgers' price here, stack them up with Devontae, and you got a lot of bringback options on the other side. So I like this as a game stack quite a bit. Yep. Um, and then I'm, I'm going to turn to you here because – Everyone lower than that until we get down into the $5,300 range. I mean, you know, Kirk Cousins got a great matchup. I just, I don't know. I'm not, I'd rather pay, it's $6,400. I'd rather pay $400 more and go get Aaron Rodgers than play Kirk Cousins. Um, I'm not playing Taysom Hill, no thanks. Um, And so these other guys don't excite me until Baker Mayfield. So anybody in between, feel free, sir. Yeah, the problem with guys like Kirk Cousins is that they don't throw the ball a lot. So you're banking on incredible efficiency, much like Ryan Tannehill. You know, he can go for big games, but he's throwing three touchdowns on 20-something passes. So you're not really getting that 300-point or 300-yard bonus upside. And the likelihood of a shootout just makes little sense in both of those games. So I'd rather try to get on Dalvin Cook. I'd rather try to get on Derrick Henry than those quarterbacks. I'm with you. No thanks on Taysom. Now that he's priced up, you're banking on two rushing touchdowns from him. He's right. not throwing the football. He's not connecting with Alvin Kamara at all. So I don't like that at all. Mm-hmm. And with you, I, I don't know. I think Derek Carr is fine. Much like I've mentioned him the last couple of weeks, he's in good matchups, good game environments, but he doesn't have a 35 point upside that we would like out of some of these other guys like Rogers. So they're fine. I know he's probably going to be a little bit popular this week. So I don't love that either. Uh, I kind of like Mitchell Trubisky at 5.4K. I mean, he looked he looked brutal last week, but he's got a good matchup. If if you think he can rebound there at a at a certainly uh, in a certainly low ownership percentage spot, um, so I can't say he's really exciting for me, but I understand it. Um, I, I like Baker 5300 here. It's it's just it's a hope play because you know he had 18 points last week and the three weeks previous eight five and eight not great right but Tennessee's defense is awful um, and I think the, I think this has a little bit of sneaky shootout potential so Baker at 5300 is a price I like yeah so I, I think you're assuming that Tennessee gets ahead in this game then right? Uh, I think realistically, Cleveland and Tennessee would both like to run the football. Yeah. So I think I think I, like, Tennessee's Derek Henry, maybe Baker would bring back on the other side. Yeah, I like I like Tennessee to get up in this game, but I do kind of think it is a back and forth game. I don't see Tennessee distancing themselves, um, but I do think you know Cleveland's going to be forced to throw the ball a bit, a bit. Okay. At least at least enough to justify a $5,300 price. Yeah, I mean, you get your 20, you're feeling great. Right, right. And that's that's just, that's the absolute hope. What about Mike Lennon at 4,800? I mean, pass. Yeah, pass. Okay. I mean, sure, if, if, if you're paying up literally everywhere else. But for the most part, I think we can just always say I'll pass on Mike Lennon. Yep, 
Uh, I just see that he's actually getting a little bit of traction this week, so I figured I would mention it. Like, people are actually going to play him, I, I guess. I guess. I, I Not for me. I, I don't think he makes one of my lineups. Uh, go ahead. That's it. That's it for me. That's it for me as well. Let's turn to uh, running back where two super high-priced guys at the top here. Dalvin Cook, 9,500. Derrick Henry, 9,200. Um Cook's got a little questionable designation. You don't want to miss when they go off, and they can always go off. I think I'm, – I'm interested which way you rank them. I have Henry a little bit above Cook um, because he's coming in with that questionable tag. I think Minnesota could could shelve him for Madison late in this game if they're up. Um and I just, I guess I just, I don't want to miss the Derrick Henry game anymore. I don't think I've ever been on him for the Derrick Henry game, and I want to be on the Derrick Henry game. Like, once in my life, I just want to be there when he's got a 50-point game going. Oh, Derrick Henry is definitely the the FOMO candidate of 2020. That he's just that guy that you can never get correct, and he breaks a slate. You know, Tyreek Hill ended up trumping him in the afternoon slot last weekend, but at the same time, you needed Tyreek and Derrick Henry to win last week. So, yeah, uh, I feel the same as you this week. I think that the likelihood of Tennessee and Cleveland remaining close is way higher than Minnesota and Jacksonville remaining close. Mm-hmm. And if you're Minnesota, why risk running your franchise running back into the ground in a meaningless football game? Whereas Tennessee and Cleveland both playing for something, Derrick Henry statistically heats up in December and January. It's proven science. So as much as I want to get somebody who catches more passes, I'm leaning Derrick Henry this week based on everything we just talked about. And Vrabel did come out and say he wants to get Derrick Henry more involved in the passing game, which you got to like. Yeah, absolutely. Um in that same game, I also like uh, uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. I'll just mention them both together here. Um, 7700 for Chubb, 5400 for Hunt. Obviously, you like Hunt's price better, but the but the, the numbers Chubb is putting up are, are just insane. Um, so I, I think you have to like both of them. Uh, I do like both of them. Uh, I don't think I would play Derrick Henry with Nick Chubb, but I would play Derrick Henry with Kareem Hunt. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you're assuming that uh, if Chubb is really dominating, then Cleveland is either ahead or really close. And for Chubb and Henry to both go off in the same game, you're banking on a game script to go heavily in your favor. And it's probably not going to happen. So I don't think I'd play Henry and Chubb together, but I do like them both. Mm -hmm. And Kareem Hunt, you can play with whoever you want just because he's going to hopefully – catch those passes in catch-up mode. Right. Uh, Josh Jacobs hasn't practiced this week. 7,400, probably not going to be interested in him. But if he misses, 5,500 Devontae Booker becomes very interesting because I think Vegas will just slot him right into the Josh Jacobs role. Agreed. I like I like that play so as well. Definitely, uh, James Robinson just quietly just continues to score fantasy points. Very quietly, but you're absolutely right. Um, you mentioned earlier Aaron Jones and not not being a huge fan there. Uh, I agree. Uh, Austin Eckler got 16 targets last week. Uh, uh, yes, please. I'll take some more. 
It's the most usage he's ever gotten in any football game in the pros. His Coming first off game of back. the IR. Yep. Yep. So give me Austin Eckler, and with Colt McCoy starting at quarterback, uh, give me Wayne Gallman, who j- just 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 keep going. Twenty four carries last week with dimes. Uh, I, I know I skipped a bunch of folks, but Miles Sanders, eh? DeAndre Swift, if he's healthy, eh? Chris Carson, sixty three hundred. I kind of like. I want to see where that questionable tag goes because he has been been so hit or miss all year. Um, you know, and, and these other folks, I just, I'm sorry, I'm not excited to play Duke Johnson, even if he's at a reduced price. I'm not excited to play Jonathan Taylor, even at a reduced price. Uh, Kenyon Drake, I could I could be involved in a little bit, but uh, it's Gallman for me at 56, and then uh, maybe, a, maybe a touch of Naeem Hines at 53, but really, Gallman's where I tap out. Yeah, you jumped over a dead section, I think. Miles Sanders is going to always be interesting to me just because I think he has the ceiling, but the usage hasn't been there, and Philly is a dumpster fire right now. Mm -hmm. Chris Carson, I think, is really interesting, assuming that he's a full go against the Giants. Uh, Probably not as good of a matchup as we think. I think they've been playing relatively good run defense, considering how bad they've been. Um, Realistically, I don't get interested in anybody until the Wayne Gallman and David Montgomery and Devontae Booker, Kareem Hunt range, which I think is where a lot of people will fall. Yeah. Yep. Any David Montgomery looks like he's going to be chalk. And as much as I like the usage and like the matchup, uh, 30 plus percent owned David Montgomery sounds like something we don't really want to have a lot of. No, that's a pass for me. I mean, yes, he's getting the 32nd uh, ranked run defense and he's coming off a really good game. But I mean, that Green Bay run defense is also pretty bad. And I, I don't know if you want to bank on David Montgomery to repeat a, a, a ceiling game. I, I don't see it happening. I'm with you completely. Uh, and, and unfortunately, until more news breaks, this is pretty much where my list stops. Yeah. Um, unless you want to get like 45 touches from Frank Gore against Vegas. No. Uh, I, I also tap out here. As, as, much as, as much as I love Frank Gore, uh, we also tap out here. Wide receiver, Devontae Adams is a big price. It's a big price, but he's a logical stack for, for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's, you know, didn't ha- he had a pretty down game last week with six catches and a touchdown. Um, if he comes back up, I mean, the ceiling game is always there for Devontae Adams. Uh, I really like him this week, even at his price, um, even though it scares me a little bit. Metcalf, Allen, you can always – Hopkins, you can always these guys. Uh, but A.J. Brown is, is where I check back in. 7,600 here against Cleveland and maybe a sneaky shootout game. Um, just, I love watching A.J. Brown play. Quick question for you. If you yes. can only have one, Devontae Adams or Derrick Henry? Oof. God, that's hard. Same price, basically. Adams for the reset for the PPR numbers, I think. But that's really hard. Okay. Where do you go? It is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I was just kind of thinking it because they're they're separated by two hundred bucks. And normally, I would want to lean towards the running back, but I like Green Bay's uh, entire offense this week as a whole, just like their outlook. And Derrick Henry, if he doesn't get you two touchdowns, you're probably in trouble. 
Yeah. So I think Adams can bail you out with 10 catches over 100 yards and a touchdown, and you'll be fine. But, yeah, D- Derrick Henry could get you 60 yards and a touchdown mm-hmm. at that price, and that that's always a low floor. So I, I think I'll side with Adams, but it's tough because I usually skew running back. Yep. Um, I like DK Metcalf despite the likelihood he's probably going to see some James Bradbury from the Giants, who's been very good this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why they're in the playoff hunt right now. Obviously, those New York Football Giants. Number uh, one, I first. think with Herbert, I'm going Keenan Allen. I think you can probably Eckler and/or Hunter Henry and/or Mike Williams, but still Keenan Allen and all that volume. Even though he's probably going to see Stephon Gilmore quite a bit. Yeah, I, sh- I should have um, mentioned. I should have mentioned Allen. Um, you know, with with just those target numbers, even even drawing a corner like that with those target numbers. Uh, I, I and that quarterback, I think you you really you, I should have been higher on on Allen. I, I think Hopkins might be in a void this week based on how Kyler's been playing and that he's going to see Jalen Ramsey. Yes, seems like. But same point. If he's going to go completely overlooked, and so is Kyler, that's interesting on this slate because there's not a lot of options at quarterback that we love. Uh, definitely like AJ Brown, of course. Uh, I, I think I'd avoid playing him with Derrick Henry unless you're just going to go all in on this game with Tannehill and Hooper and Hunt and just completely mm-hmm. stack the game. Definitely prefer Metcalf to lock it this week. Lock it. You're hoping for a spiked week. They've kind of flipped. DK's been much more consistent with his target volume, and Tyler Lockett has the huge, huge ceiling games. And then the very low, low floor games. Right. So for me, I'll take the outside of Metcalf and just the higher floor too. Yeah. Adam Thielen's going to be back. Uh, I still think I prefer Justin Jefferson for cheaper. Julio has not practiced yet. And I think Ridley, just because of the target volume, is going to remain interesting. But, man, I, I don't know. Michael Thomas is 7K, and we don't have interest. Yeah, no thanks. No thanks. I, I agree it's with crazy. you on Jeff. I agree with you on Jefferson. Um and then, you know, there's some, some folks here um, in this middle range. You know, Robinson, it, with that matchup against, against the, the, the Lions at, at 20, uh, 27th against fantasy wide receivers, he's a fine play, um, but not one that I, I'm trying to jam in. But uh, I, I, will, I will probably get some of that. I'm a pass on Parker. You know, Landry, again, sneaky shootout game. The number one wide receiver there, 11 targets last week. I kind of like him. And then we get into Cup and Woods territory. Two guys I, I really, really like this week. Especially Woods, who's got 27 targets in his last two games. Uh, I definitely like Allen Robinson this week. If I do play Mitch, it'll be with Allen Robinson. Again, I'm not going to jam him into every lineup, but I'll have quite a bit. Uh, I do like Cup and Bobby Trees. How do you not? My apologies. Uh, I, I should have led with Bobby Trees. Yeah, you're forgiven. Don't worry. Uh, do you have a preference? I, I, I like Woods because he gets more dynamic looks. Yeah, I, I like Woods because, I mean, again, and, and his target numbers last couple weeks. And he's cheaper. I'm with you. Um, Brandon Cooks. Uh, theoretically going to see a bump in targets without Will Fuller, right? Yeah, I, I would I would think so. He's, he's the indie wide receiver I want. Though, uh, you know... Some interesting Kiki Kuti uh, love out there with with Randall Cobb on IR. It seems. Oh, Kuti is going to be 
pretty popular. I think Cooks will be as well, just because it's the glaring situation that has changed. Mm-hmm. So now Fuller's gone. Everybody else must be better. And that's typically how the public reacts. But at the same time, I think they're both good plays. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I'll also mention um, if Dimes does play, uh, Sterling Shepard is interesting to me, 5,300. Those two have a connection. He is the go-to wide receiver in that offense when Dimes is in. Eight targets last week. Um, but if, if it's Colt McCoy, I'm kind of bailing on all the Giants, except Gallman. I was going to follow up. Yeah, I think – do you like Gallman less if Dimes plays? Uh, No. No. Okay. No. Still a Dimes game. Or still a Gallman game. You like him a little more if it's McCoy? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Just on the cheap end, listing a couple guys that are at least interesting. Brashad Perriman has been balling out for the Jets as much as he can ball out while on the Jets. (laughs) As as Uh, much as anyone can. Right, as much as anybody could. Uh, Kiki Kuti, as we've mentioned, Darnell Mooney for the Chicago Bears, 3.4K. And if you just want Cincinnati in constant chuck it mode, AJ Green is down to 3.1K. <laughs> I, I mean, you could do a lot worse at 3.1K than AJ Green, even yeah. if he is 45 years old. No, man, he's getting targets. He got a couple targets last week against the Giants uh, down the field. So. He, he hauls in one of those at 3.1K, maybe stumbles his way into the end zone. Uh, you're happy. It's not sexy by any means, oh, but... sure not. 3K. Yeah. No, I, 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 see, I see the narrative there. Uh, tight end. Do you want any Waller at 6,100 against the Jets? Sure, but he's been really inconsistent in yeah. good matchups, too. Yep, that's what worries me here. $6,100 against the Jets. You know, a game that could be out of hand at some point. Um, so, Hawkinson to me at 5K is much more interesting. Um, Ingram again, Colt McCoy, don't know what to do with him. Uh, I'll say Hunter Henry just so you don't have to. And then... I, He's been good. He's been good, all right? Yes. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Uh, I think Fine. I think Goddard is interesting at 4300 um, the way he's been playing in this offense, touchdowns and back-to-back games, 16 targets uh, in two games. And then uh, we get we get down for me, 3,700, excuse me, Robert Tanyan here. Um, he's got touchdowns and back-to-back games. Um, and that's kind of where I tap out maybe a piece of Kyle Rudolph. So kind of going back over everything you had mentioned, I think I'd prefer Hawkinson if Galladay ends up sitting another week. Mm-hmm. If Galladay's back, I feel a little less confident at 5K. I like Evan Ingram in theory, but again, like you mentioned, Colt McCoy, don't really know what to do there. Uh, Hunter Henry, of course, always, every, every week. I do prefer Dallas Goddard because despite how much of a train wreck Philadelphia has been, Goddard has been consistent the last two weeks. Yep. So even if Zacherts ends up suiting up for this game, which it doesn't really give an indication one way or the other yet, I still prefer Goddard as the guy there. Uh, Austin Hooper. Like, who, are, who are you going to stack up Baker with if you play Baker? Or are you going to roll him naked? Uh, honestly, I, I would probably do Baker and Hunt and then bring back Henry the other way. I like that. Okay. Yeah, I like Hooper as just a way to get a cheap piece of that game. 
Uh, I don't know. The more we talk throughout the slate, like Cleveland and Tennessee looks like the most intriguing game stack. There, there will be points in that game for sure, fantasy-wise. I mean, it's just where, where are you on the right pieces in that game? That might be right. hard to figure out. Yeah, which is interesting because it seems very narrow this week. And when you build out five, ten teams, you're kind of building multiple stacks of the same game mm-hmm. on a week like this. That's how I ended up last week. By the time we recorded and then by the time the slate rolled around, there was a ton of value. Right. So you could get up to all the expensive stacks easily by yep. Sunday morning. Yep. And, you know, I ended up stacking that Buffalo and Chargers game multiple ways, and that didn't hit very well at all. And then I just ended up having enough money to then get on to the Chiefs, whereas on last Wednesday I wasn't really on them. And I just kind of maneuvered around that game a few times. It feels like this week is headed in the same direction where you're going to get on the same game stack and you're going to be able to stack it up a few different ways and hope you end up on the right situation. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Bobby Tanya. Yeah. That's where it taps out for me. Anyone else before, before defense? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got a couple guys. Okay. Uh, Jordan Aikens for Houston, who has been playing relatively well. And I think rather than, Kiki Kuti and Randall Cobb getting a bunch more looks. I think they could end up rolling Aikens out and Fells out a lot more. Mm-hmm. He clunked against Detroit, but he had some better usage the, the previous game against the Patriots. Maybe he's okay. And then minimum price, Cole Komet for the Bears. Sure. Sounds good. He's been playing. All right. All and right. Three targets in back-to-back games, Joe. I mean, at, that, at, at min price – Accept the zero and hope for more. Um, That's it, it's worked for me in the past. Uh, to defense, I'm just going to run through my four options real quick. Cincinnati 2300 against uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who could always give you two picks. Atlanta's 2400 against Taysom Hill, who seems to always give you two picks. Uh, Detroit is 2500 against whoever's playing quarterback at the Chicago Bears, who could easily give you more than two picks. And the Arizona Cardinals, 2,900 uh, against Jared Goff, who threw a couple picks last week. Uh, Seahawks against probably Colt McCoy, 3,300 looks fine. Uh, I mean, if you have the money, get the Dolphins, get the Packers if you want. I think the Bears against the Lions are fine. Uh, it's a deep position this week. Like You can literally pay up or you can pay down, and there's a bunch of options in every direction. Uh, I don't know. Like, you could make a case for the Jets against Derek Carr if you wanted to. I I like the Lions against Mitch Trubisky, like you mentioned. The Falcons against Taysom Hill, like you mentioned. You can play the Chargers against Cam Newton if you feel froggy. And they're all over the place. I I just think play whatever fits. Yeah, I mean, to that end, the Jets have had 17 fantasy points for their defense the last two weeks. So, like, there may be worse plays if if you've got everything else filled out and, and that's how much money you've got left. I don't love it. But accept the zero and hope for more. Yeah, I just play whatever I want and then kind of plug in a defense that I'm comfortable with. Yeah. Because defense is so hard to predict. All you're really trying to do is get a team that's playing ahead so you have a lot of opposing pass attempts against it for turnovers and try to generate as much pressure on your opposing quarterback as much as possible. Yep. Agreed. It's hard to predict. 
Drop the music. Let us tie a bow on it. Mr. Paulson, you'll start off. Then I'll go. Then I'll throw a teaser and some spread picks at you, sir. We're going to do Herbert and Rogers at the top end. Mitchell Trubisky at the bottom end because it's week 13 and we got to get it out while we can. Give me Derrick Henry at the top end of running back. I like James Robinson more in the mid-range. Austin Eckler because it's just the usage is out of this world. And assuming Josh Jacobs misses, Devontae Booker at 5,500 becomes a great value. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver, of course, Devontae Adams and DK Metcalf are great plays. Get yourself some Keenan Allen if you want. He's a great play. I like Justin Jefferson a lot this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I don't, I don't know. Like, you can play A.J. Green if you want, but that was a really bad take. <laughs> so probably don't do that. Mm. Uh, Brick. 5,600. He's going to be very popular, but for a good reason. Should see a lot of volume at a great price tag. Eh, that's good enough. Tight end. We'll go Dallas Goddard. We'll go Austin Hooper. And if you need the stone minimum punt, Cole Komet, 2,500. I love it. Defense. Ah. If you have money, I like the Seahawks against Colt McCoy. And if you're going all the way to the bottom, I like the teams that you mentioned, the Lions and the Falcons. All right. Uh, for me, it's Herbert and Rogers up top at quarterback with a little bit of Baker underneath. Running back, Henry, Chubb, Eckler, Gallman, Booker, of course, as you said. Those are mine. Uh, wide receiver, Adams, A.J. Brown, Cooks. Those are the three guys I'll be keying on. Tight end, Hawkinson, Goddard, Robert Tanyan, and the D is, as you said and I said previously, Bengals, Falcons, Lions, any of those. To the teaser, which hit last week. Not a lot of options on the board here. We're going to keep it narrow. A two-team, six-point tease, the Packers and the Steelers. You can tease them both down to minus two. So the Packers minus two against the Eagles, the Steelers minus two against the football team. What loses there? Yeah, neither of those lose. Spread picks, nine and seven on the year. Above 500, we're coming out with two of them this week. The Colts minus three against the Texans. How you feel? Yeah, I like that. I mean, as much as Houston has played a little bit better since they can Bill O'Brien, no Will Fuller, it's going to make that, that offense a little bit stagnant, I think. Yep. And here's a little tricky one. Line has moved, but we got it early. San Francisco plus three against the Bills. Interesting. Home, but not home. Because, you know, San Francisco's on the road here, uh, but home. That seems like a sharp bet that I would never make, so you're probably good. I think I think San Francisco getting healthy is trending in, in, a, in, in the right direction. Buffalo, I think, always has, as much as we love Buffalo, always has self-destruct possibilities. Yeah, because I'm like a DFS-specific guy now, so I'm a square when it comes to sports betting. Like, I can't tell you who's going to win what game. Yep. I just hope I can fantasy points. Interesting. So I was thinking the other day, the Niners are going to rebound next year in a big way. Yes, they are. I, I 100% agree. The pendulum is swinging back to the Niners, I think, being underrated and being a big, big team in that division next year. Yeah, and that division as a whole next year, Niners getting healthy with that defense specifically. You got Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. And then you got the Cardinals and you got the Seahawks. And you got the Rams, who are still pretty good. It's a good, it's a good division. It's fun. It's, it's, I will always watch NFC West football at this point. That's crazy. 
crazy. A couple of years ago, they were so bad. Yep, and the NFC East is good. Funny how the world works. I mean, it's still pretty entertaining. Like, it's just a weird way now. Alex Smith, Colt McCoy, uh, Brandon Whedon. No, yeah, no. Not Brandon Whedon. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. It should be Brandon Whedon. And uh, who am I missing? And Wentz, who should be Hurts at this point. It, what a bad division. What a bad division. But it is fun. I feel so badly for you and Giants fans everywhere because you don't get to experience what would be the chorus of booze raining down at Lincoln Financial Field. Every Like, could you imagine Monday night with oh. fans there? Oh, my God. Uh, it's... Uh, there's a lot of the NFC East that is that is happy that there are no fans allowed in the stadiums right now because <laughs> it's bad and and Wentz is I mean that's 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 a that's a that's a fall he has taken and so confusing it's a bad team yeah yep it's all bad I don't know I think the Cowboys will be fine and Washington is better than I thought they would be and the Giants are. They're not bad. I really actually like where the Giants are headed. A couple of pieces. As a whole. Yeah. They, they seem to have it moving in the right direction. Yes. I'm a big Joe Judge guy. And, and Jason Garrett, surprise of the year, actually calling calling a solid game offensively. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know. I think they're trending in the right direction. And they get Barkley back. Yep. Yep. Don't do not do this to me. Don't don't let me start start talking myself into the Giants again. It's It's... This is a fun little novelty, but but don't let me get my hopes up, Ryan. Listen, we do it every year. I know. Like, literally every year we do it. Oh, it's bad. It gets bad. Uh, yeah, it's happening. It's happening again. You're right. We're going to talk ourselves into not betting on Dallas for the division. Yep. Giants, next year, division champs, playoff futures, Super Bowl futures. Hey, maybe, maybe it works out because it's only gambling if you lose. Only. And only if.